After years of wedded bliss, Nick couldn't take it any longer. Melissa, through no fault of her own, had grown up in a home without cable TV or a VCR. If that last sentence confused you, Google it. This had resulted in her having very little pop culture movie knowledge. In order to right this injustice, the duo will watch and discuss movie after movie until Melissa has caught up with the zeitgeist of her generation. Welcome to their journey. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It is actually Christmas, like right now. December 25th. December 25th, today. We (laughs) survived. And yeah, do you know what we're watching tonight? No. (laughs) You don't know what we're watching? I mean, I know what I hope it is. What do you hope we're watching? Um, A certain film with Bruce Willis in it. Um, This film? (gasps) Die Hard! That's the DVD you're holding in your hand. Yes. It's technically a Blu-ray, but yes. (laughs) We are watching Die Hard. We're watching Die Die Hard on Blu-ray DVD. Yes. Carl Winslow. There he is. I always love on Twitter. I see this every year. They're they're like 34 years ago today. And then they have his name, <laughs> Officer So-and-so, So-and-so. <laughs> Helped thwart the terrorist plot in Nakatomi Plaza. I, I love that. I also saw, too, this amazing I want to make it uh-huh. ornament. Yeah. And you print out a picture of, well, for, of Bruce Willis in, in an air shaft. You print out the picture and then you put like uh, aluminum foil around it. So when you're looking at it, it looks like you're looking in the air shaft. (laughs) So great. I also, I love that. And Mm. I love that it's like a do-it-yourself thing. Yeah. Um, I also saw like like someone who falls off the faulty tower. It's like a countdown to Christmas. And Mm -hmm. like you move him down like every day. And then when he hits the ground, it's Christmas. (laughs) That's morbid, but amazing. I know. I know. Uh, so I assume you've heard of this film, obviously, yeah. Yeah, but not mm-hmm. until very recently. What This is probably our, maybe our second year. I was going to say, I think last year was the first time I told you. You saw it for the first time, yeah. No, I think this is going to be years. our third year. Okay. I think it's been two years. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because we did Die Hard 2 last year, right? I think. So. Yeah, we did. Yes, we, yes, did. we did. We did, yeah. <gasps> I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> um, wow. So why do you like to watch this around Christmas? You asked this year. Obviously, you've been asking. I know. Well, it is a Christmas movie. It takes place. You're so my wife. On Christmas. Yeah, it does. I think it's Christmas Eve, but yeah. Okay. Christmas Eve. And it's um, I, it's a really good action movie. Uh, yeah, it is. It has like all the elements that I like in an action movie. Okay. Um, like twists and like inside job, like a heist mm-hmm. thing going on. And Bruce Willis is like, I just love him. He's, He's great. awesome. He's great in the movie. I love when his voice cracks. That's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's really good at doing that. It is good. Um, yeah. What more can I say? Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what era this was made? This movie was made. Like if you guessed what year? It I'm was? like trying to look at it on the DVD right nope, now. I don't fair. know. Not I don't fair. Know. You don't know. I mean... Is it from 2020? No. It's like, what, early, early 90s? Oh, okay. Early 90s. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) You make me feel like a science experiment when you're like, interesting. I know, I know, I know. I'm making my notes. Interesting response. I also couldn't pass up this. There's a present in my hands. Yeah. Go ahead and open it. For the woman who has everything from hubby. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to open this. Do it. 
for the woman who has everything. Mm-hmm. Is it the ornament that I described? I wish. No, I'm not that cool. What in the world? Okay. Ooh. Security seal on the box. <gasps> Shut up. It's Gizmo, the gremlin. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you. You're welcome. You said you wanted a mogwai for Christmas, so. <gasps> so he's actually kind of like soft. You can cuddle him. He I'm is. doing it right. I'm cuddling him I right know. now. He's really sweet. Oh my gosh. He really likes movies too, so I thought thank he would you. like to watch the movie with us. This is adorable. He's even cuter in person. I know. Oh my gosh. Are you excited to watch Die Hard? I'm with gizmo i'm so excited to watch die hard with gizmo yes let's do this let's go check it out okay yippee-ki-yay melissa tucker (laughs) hi hi how are you i'm so good i'm so happy we watched that i can't believe how much trivia content there is about Die Hard and IMDb. How long did you, like, how long did it take to research the trivia content? Uh, you know, I, I was just doing it while you were watching some other random show. And I was like, oh, I'll just like kind of glance through and see what some of the trivia is. And I probably did it for like, what, a half hour? Yeah, I think you did. And it was only a third of the way through the trivia, <laughs> which is crazy, which oddly lines up with the movie. It's a two hour and 12 minute action movie. That's pretty long. For, True. Like back then too. Like, anywho. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a great movie though. I love that movie. Yeah, me too. I now just have all these random trivia facts flooding my memory though. Ooh, unleash. Well, no, I want to- Unleash the trivia. Get us get us up to speed first and then we can unleash the trivia, which may, feel free to vet it because it's, it's, I think those are like user voted. So I did not vet them. Full disclosure. Oh boy, Wiki- Wikipedia trivia? No, it's it's IMDb, Internet Movie Database. Okay, okay. But it's okay. crowdsourced, so, you know, hey. Well, okay, Die Hard, which I hope we get to a part where we talk about the title. I don't really understand the title. <laughs> <laughs> and how I don't understand the title, so we need to talk about that. Okay. But let's talk about the movie first, so. <laughs> that makes me think of one of the trivia moments. And I'm going to look it up because it was like, the, the title of it in like, uh, one of the... Eastern European languages. It was really interesting, the translation of Die Hard. But keep going. Do the summary. I'll find it. Wow. Okay. Um, so the movie centers around John McClane, who's played by a young, younger Bruce Willis. And um, he's True story. traveling to L.A. on Christmas Eve to see his wife. They've been separated for a while because she took a job in L.A., moved out there with the kids. He stayed back. He's a cop in New York. Um he goes right from the airport. He gets picked up by a new limo driver. It's his first night. Argyle. Argyle. I love his name. I do too. I yeah. love his character. Yeah. Um, brings him over to Nakatomi Plaza where McLean's wife works. Yes. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Which you were amazed that I can remember that. I know. I keep saying it so I don't forget it. <laughs> and uh, so he arrives at the Christmas party and it is like a full blown 80s Christmas party so at the office. 80s. On the 30th floor. And uh, yep. so he sees his wife again. She has to go give a speech. And that's when terrorists take over and um, they hold all the people there hostage. 
as they try to go about getting um, all this money that's in the vault. Not money. It's like banknotes or something. Yes. It's hard not to talk about trivia while you're doing the summary. Keep going. Go ahead. Well, okay. Go ahead. First off, like this is based on a book, right? And it was- I did not know that. Yes. And I wanted, I've been waiting what? to tell you because I think you're going to want to read the book. Just I, I do. Yeah. book nerd. So it's based on a book. Uh, I think Clint Eastwood had the rights to the book and he was planning on starring in it in the 80s. That's where the trivia fact ends. I don't know why it didn't happen. <laughs> I do have no idea, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. But um, oh, there's so many. So there's a lot. <laughs> keep going, though. You were you were on. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Are you sure? Uh, I'm, I'm about to go into like 17 different trivia facts. So you All better right. keep going. Feel free to unleash. I'll the unleash trivia. whenever I feel the next one come. All right. So um, there's terrorists that are have planned this out. They mm-hmm. want to get the bank notes. They're in not the terrorists. Vault. That's what it was. They're not terrorists. They're not terrorists. They're the, thieves. Yes. The director, they're, they're thieves. The director was like, this is way too heavy. He didn't want to do the movie because he's like, I don't want to do a movie about terrorism, all the political connotations mm-hmm. and everything. It's a super heavy topic. So he just, in order to like make it more palatable for him, he changed the story. Because in the book, I guess, it is terrorists. Oh, okay. So he changed the story to make it bank robbers. So it's just, you know, they just want money. Yeah. In the movie, they are bank robbers, self-identified as bank robbers, yes. as, as thieves. <laughs> no, but yeah. everyone else, the police, the FBI, yes. they call them terrorists. Yes. because Because they're smart. They're on the outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So anyway, the robbers, the thieves, led by Alan Rickman. He's the ringleader yes. of the thieves. Who did not want to take this part. He'd been in Hollywood for like three days. What? The producer and director, I think, saw him in a play somewhere and they were like, that's Hans. That's our Hans. And <laughs> that's, Alan, our Hans. that's our Hans. They Aww. knew it. And um, and Alan Rickman like shows up in Hollywood and they're like, oh, you're going to do this thing. He's like, I don't want to be a typecast as a, as a bad guy, as like a villain. Mm. And it turns out he had to wrestle that like the rest that he did so amazing and so great. Everybody loved it so much that he, you know, th- that's what happened. Like he had to keep struggling against it. Wow. Yeah. You know, my favorite Alan Rickman performance? He really was good in the movie. He was really good. What's your favorite Alan Rickman performance? I loved him in Dogma. In Dogma? Yeah. Who was he in Dogma? He was uh, the is it the, metro, the metronome, the voice of God. He, I don't he's remember. He's an angel. He's an angel. Oh, okay. He's an okay. angel. And I, I think it was the... Me- the I think it was the metronome. I could be wrong. It starts with an M. I remember that much. And he's the voice of God. He would show up and he would herald. That was like the whole shtick. Oh. And he's just like this curmudgeon British guy. And it's just really hilarious. Okay. Wow. It's been so long since I've Mm -hmm. seen Dogma. Yeah. I think I saw that in the theaters. I did too. That was the last time I saw it. But you remember. See, that's great Mm -hmm. for you. (laughs) I've seen it since I saw it in theaters. But yeah. Okay. So Alan Rickman, he's amazing as Hans Gruber. And um, at the same time... Um, where am I? So the yep. the thieves are taking over. Um, but um McLean, John McLean, he was like not in the group when they took over. So he is they don't know he's there. He's a cop. And so he starts to kind of like figure this out, um, get safe. He starts taking out these thieves one by one. And it's it's really great because he's like trying to use his smarts and his cop smarts. Yeah. Like and he's on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, later, the cops come and he has one contact with the first cop that shows up, who is the man who played um, Carl Winslow in yes. Family Manners. Yes. And Carl Winslow is amazing. Um, 
so they're like talking, keeping in contact. It's his buddy, his pal. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, then the FBI comes in and um, a lot of things happen. Plans go wrong. Um, Bruce Willis is like a pain in the butt for these thieves. A because, thorn in the proverbial side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's doing really good at like thwarting all their efforts. Yes. Um, there's a lot of explosions. There are. And um, Bruce Willis lost, uh, I think it was like two thirds of his hearing in his, I think his right ear <laughs> no. during one of the shots. Wow. Yeah. It's like there's this one scene where he's under a table and there's a terrace on top of the table, like shooting down at him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he takes him out, he's got one of his lines and he uh, fires the gun and they had like protective like plexiglass around him for that shot. And mm-hmm. it was like the table was right above him. And like <clears throat> they really wanted the guns. They didn't want to use the sound effects from the 50s, which is this stock gunshot footage that tons of movies had used for decades. Okay. So they like recorded like live ammunition with the actual guns they used in the movie for this movie. And then they had, um, they loaded their blanks with extra gunpowder just Ooh. to make it so, and you notice this, like all the scenes where they're, they're shooting the guns on top of the building and inside, you just see these huge bursts of flames. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And the, you can see it from, yeah. there's one shot where they're on the ground mm-hmm. um, when Carl Winslow looks toward the tower Yeah, and you can see like flashes at the top of the tower. Mm-hmm. And so he's under the table and he fires the gun off and it's like double as loud as it normally is so and that echoes just echoes right back to him and bounces around between the table and the plexiglass and loses he he wears a hearing aid like in one year yeah crazy that is crazy Mm -hmm. that was a good scene though where he's under the table and he's shooting up and yeah 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 a lot of the lines that you love in that movie are them like bruce willis was starring in moonlighting he was like super famous for that comedy so a lot of the lines he does in this like they didn't really know what to do with the character. Like they literally were like halfway through the movie, they figured out kind of what his arc was going to be, which is funny to say in an action movie. I know, but they still do that. (laughs) Right. And so they actually shot some stuff afterwards once they knew what the core of the character was. And they allowed him to use his like comedy skills for a lot of like quips and stuff in the, in the film. Actually, it's funny you say moonlighting because I was going to tell you that that was the only I had never seen Bruce Willis in anything except I saw like one episode of Moonlighting when I was a kid mm-hmm. and then Pulp Fiction. Actually makes me want to watch Moonlighting because I haven't seen, I've seen a couple episodes, but when I, it was when I was younger. Well, so I had only seen him like an older version of him yeah. in Pulp Fiction. Like before you saw Die Hard like last year, two years ago? Yeah. That was it? That was it. No. That's all I, that I can think of. Okay. Oh, wait, no, there's another movie seen with a lot of Bruce. Yeah. 12 Monkeys. Yep. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I only knew him as, like, older. So seeing him mm. younger was was okay. was cool for me to see. You him. don't remember Looper, where they have Joseph Gordon-Lewitt? Uh, he, like he plays a, he, No, he plays a young Bruce Willis in the movie. Because he's, like, a time-traveling assassin. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so back to the summary. Um, he's <laughs> He's just, like, totally making it hard for these guys to actually steal the money. Um, and their plan is unraveling. And um, Argyle gets in on the action at the end. Argyle. Carl Winslow gets in on the action and he does escape. And the bad guys are totally thwarted. Yes. Uh, Alan Rickman, he <laughs> he falls off the building. That was to like his death. Yes. Well, presumably. I mean, um, you know, he falls yeah. 30 stories. But yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy effect for the day when they did that. Was it? Like. I can't remember if it was a green screen or not, but they did like, 
the way they do the slow-mo and stuff and you see his face when he's falling and everything mm-hmm. like it was really cool that's a really awesome part of the movie that was a part where i was watching it thinking oh if it was a movie made now he'd like fire shot yeah as he was going down but he but mm-hmm. he didn't yeah that was one of the things too i read was like it, unlike a lot of other action movies, the main bad guy and the main good guy don't really fight. They don't have like a fist fight where they like throw down. Well, but one of my favorite parts in the movie is when they are face to face. Why does he go? So Alan Rickman goes up to the roof mm-hmm. and Bruce Willis, he goes up there to check on the C4 that's on the rooftop. Yeah, he's got to check out the, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe he got the detonator by then and he was putting it in. No, he was just checking on stuff. He didn't have the detonators yet. Okay. Well, Bruce Willis like kind of jumps down, yeah, barefoot, sweaty, yeah, holding a like machine gun. Yeah, yeah, he has his machine gun. Yeah, and then Alan Rickman just pretends to be one of the hostages. Yeah, and with an American accent. Yes, a brilliant, like really cool moment where they're face to face, and you're like, is is Bruce buying this? Yeah, is he believing him because he hands him a gun? He's like, all yeah. right you ever shot one of these like let's Mm -hmm. go it's go time gives him a gun yeah and then when he um actually turns around he hears hans like speak german into the into the walkie yep and pulls a gun on him and click there was nothing in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) mclean knows better that's a great yeah that's a great moment it is i love that moment um i have like four trivia points from everything you just said (laughs) one Alan Rickman, he like bruised the cartilage in his knee when he like jumped down from that like three foot thing. So he needed to like have like not be on his leg for like a week. So he like had a brace and for that whole scene, they're just standing and he has like an injured leg during that whole that that's week of filming. It's so funny you say that because when he says like, oh, gosh, and he's like doing like when he first says it, he does look like he's in pain. (laughs) Well, he may have been because that's when he was low. The yeah. other part is they didn't rehearse that scene like together because they wanted to like have the the energy of like just interacting for the first time together. Yeah. Um, nice. And they didn't know they were trying to figure out too. like they didn't know Alan could do an English like an American accent. So they're <laughs> like, can you do one? He's like, yeah, and he, he could he could do it pretty well. So that's why they that was part of the reason they did that, too. Just because he could do do it and they could improv it kind of thing. It's such a cool, tense moment. Yeah, it's so great. Um, the terrorists, though, they were not picked. They were picked for their height and intimidation factor. Like, mm-hmm. of the 16 terrorists, I think it was like 14 of them were over six feet tall. They're just big guys. Yes. Yes, they look like a yeah. hockey team. And none of them very... Like, the most German person in the film is Bruce Willis. Like he was really? born in in West uh, Eastern Germany or no Western Germany, what? and his mother's German, and his father was in the forces, in the armed forces. Oh, crazy! So it's funny because he's the all American hero, and they're German terrorists, but none of them are German. <laughs> they're other Europeans or Americans acting like it. Yeah, I and mean he's the cowboy. Let's say yes, let's call him Roy yes, Rogers. Yes. <laughs> And their accents were bad enough that when the film was shown in Europe, they like re-edited it a bit and tried to make him into like European terrorists and just pick <laughs> like a generic, like tried to be fuzzy with where they were from. Not exactly yeah. a, a country, just yeah. an mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, did, were you good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I didn't want to. I was thinking about uh, your favorite line in the movie, which really surprised me. Your favorite part of the movie? You're like, oh, this is my favorite part. I'm like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I love that. 
What's the part again? Um, at the very, at almost the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole time that all the hostages are being like um, held, uh, John McClane's wife um, goes under the radar. They don't know yep. that they know each other. Um, and it's not until the very end they figure it out. And so Alan Rickman takes her with him as, you know, to get back at John and, and as a bargaining chip and all the other hostages go somewhere else. Well, so they're down there and John McClane <laughs> finally like comes down the hall and he's, he's limping. He's covered in blood, sweat and tears. Shirtless. He looks yeah. awful yeah. and he's like stumbling <clears throat> yep. and holding the machine gun again. Yeah. And he says, hi, honey. <laughs> yeah. In his cracked voice. I love that part. Bruce Willis totally improv that line. Really? Yeah. He just totally <laughs> just made it up. That's a great. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite. It works so well, too. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, so Nakatomi Plaza mm-hmm. was actually 20th Century Fox's studios. They had just built the building. Really? So it was like the film company that was making the movie owned the building. So a lot of the explosions they did in the movie were real. They were literally like using like real explosives to do crazy stuff because they're like, oh, it's ours and we're building it. Well, so they were they were they were setting up they were setting up actual, in their brand I new mean, building. So a lot of the explosions, it's like pyrotechnic explosions. They're okay. not like doing structural stuff, you know, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen any behind the scenes stuff, it's like they do it for like the blanks are a good example. You just load more gunpowder. So it seems like a bigger explosion. Huh. But it was loud enough, though, with the firing of the guns and all that stuff. There were, like, people on a couple floors doing, like, admin stuff. But they were like, this is too loud. It's, so they would shift to just do night night shoots. So they were filming while people were working yes. in their brand new building. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I, I just thought that was wild. That is wild. Um. So And people, like, afterwards, because the movie was such a hit, afterwards they would, like, go and want to get their picture taken outside the building and all that. And so they had to, like, <laughs> stop it because it was becoming distracting. So they, I guess like too, like the numbers they list in one of the scenes or something, like it's literally the people who were working there at the time, like in one of the shots. I don't remember which part, but that's just so wild to me that they were blowing it up. And there were, there were like built, there were floors that were still under construction and stuff. So, and they would transform them to their needs and things like that. It's such like a weird, like, um, coincidence or that what what do they call it when the stars align whatever hollywood magic hollywood magic yes kismet i think is the word i was thinking of there you go um yeah it's pretty crazy that that was happening (laughs) and bruce willis was this huge star this is the part where the trivia wikipedianist comes in okay one thing i read was like oh well he he had to work day and night because he was doing moonlight and he was contractually obligated to that and then he would go do Die Hard with the other things. And it was really cool because part of that was other characters who were smaller got bigger parts because he was just like drained because he was doing both. Right. Hmm, okay. Like Argyle got more scenes, a little bit, few more scenes, stuff oh. like that. But also, on the other hand, it's like, oh, Sybil Shepherd had maternity leave because she had a baby. So they shut down for whatever it was, 16 weeks or something. And then they filmed Die Hard. So I don't know what to believe, Melissa. The internet is confusing. <laughs> well, for whatever reason, why ever Argyle got more parts, I'm glad. More lines. Yeah. I'm glad because he's a really great character. There's a lot of fun yeah, nods. Like when they say, who's driving that car? Stevie Wonder. And then they cut to him and he's listening to Stevie Wonder yeah. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> oh, that was funny. 
Um, but 20th Century Fox, that just blew my mind when I, that's so cool that they did that. And they were literally like doing explosions like on the roof and such, like nice. up there. <laughs> uh, a thing you might like as well. Go on. The set where they have the 80s party. Do you know what they modeled that after? What, the 80s party, the office party. Yeah, the office party. Um, What they modeled it after. Yeah, just the feel of the the space. Huh. I don't know. It's a very glamorous feeling office. There's mm-hmm. um, the, yeah, the, the office feels kind of very nice. The, the separate offices are really big mm-hmm. and they have like couches and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what. Frank Lloyd Wright's Falling Water. No. They have the waterfall in the middle. Well, I was just going to say in the mm-hmm. lobby, because you said the office, but. No, that's that's the, when you go into the office, when you first get in there, there's the waterfall in there. The lobby doesn't have the waterfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, you're right. They have, that's really based on falling water. That's, if you believe, <laughs> if you believe the <laughs> trivia section. Yeah. Also, apparently, too, the the model they had of that really cool bridge was a Frank Lloyd Wright design, too, Hmm. supposedly. Interesting. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of reasons why I love this movie. You didn't even know it, either. It's just there. It's just in your brain. Just creeping in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, how how do you... This is your second or third time seeing this movie? This is my third viewing. Yeah. Well, how was the third time? How did that measure up? Um, Really good. It was like... I love that it's a Christmas movie, but it's an action movie because like <laughs> yeah. It's um it gives you a break from like the Christmas is in peril mm. and it has to be saved sort of story sure. or like the Santa having trouble sort of story. Um mm-hmm. and it gives you something totally outside that realm. Yeah. But it sure does. But there's so much Christmassiness in it. Oh yeah. Um there's a part where John McClane sends one of the henchmen um, down the elevator. He had killed him. Yeah. And he put a sweatshirt on him and he wrote on it. What did he write? Um, He said, now I have a machine gun. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. 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 (laughs) And Alan Rickman reading that is just so. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Now I have a machine gun. (laughs) So great. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. that As a Christmas movie, it has the Christmas spirit in it, mm-hmm. but it's not, uh, I don't know, like covered in frosting. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> the way that they thematically too, like Ode to Joy is the yes. bad guys like theme song kind of, which the composer was like, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll do Strauss. I'll do any, like listed all these other composers like, but I'm not going to do Beethoven. I can't drag him through the mud like that for an action movie. And then the producer was like, Stanley Kubrick used it in Clockwork Orange. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's perfect. It's really it great. The scene needed it because Ode to Joy is playing when they're like, mm-hmm. when they are triumphant, they opened the vault and they're looking at all the banknotes yeah. and it's like, yay, giddy, we got the cash. Let's go. And Alan Rickman literally singing a Christmas song in the elevator too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's such a fun movie. <laughs> it reminded me, I'm going to compare it to a movie. Uh-oh. And I wonder how you're going to think about this comparison. Okay. It, I'm going to compare it to the movie Speed. <laughs> Fun fact. What? The what? cinematographer in Die Hard <laughs> is the director of Speed. Oh, well, okay. And. and go on. <laughs> and there are there's a couple like things that load in there. A, like the experience he had doing the elevator shots. 
And that's yes. really Bruce Willis in the elevator, Whoa. like on top of the elevator. Whoa. The experience he had doing that, like inspired the opening of Speed. No way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And like some of the, um, one of the fake names of one of the courier trucks, I think, is used in Speed 2. You see it like in the background of some of the shots. Speed 2 or Speed as well? Speed as well. The reason it reminds me of Speed is because the story is basically there's this this one guy who's trying to like take on all the bad guys or solve the problem. And he's okay. he has to like be clever and what? I'm sorry. Whenever you mention Speed for longer than three seconds, the whim of a madman <laughs> comes in my head from Dennis. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, Dennis dun, Hopper. Dun, dun. The whim of a madman. It just echoes in my brain. I can't help it. Sorry. It's okay. I surprised you with the speed. You really did. I can tell. I I was going to bring it up. I'm glad you brought it up. Oh, but yes. So it reminds you of speed. I agree. A similar Mm -hmm. storyline for like, you know, one guy trying to like do all the stuff and he's on the inside Mm -hmm. Um, when for John McClane, like when the police come, they're like, they don't take advantage of him. They're just like, and then the FBI, same thing. So, yeah. There's a lot of like really stupid men in this movie. Yeah. Um, there's the TV reporter yeah. who gets the first wind of yeah. what's going down at Nakatomi Plaza. Yes. He goes over there. He's also the principal. He plays the principal in Real Genius. Right? Uh, that's not a principal in Real Genius. He's the, oh, the he's like science the, he's, guy. He's the guy who like he's, is, guy. he's running a think tank kind of a thing. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not. He's a professor, I think. He's anyway. He, yeah. He's just so infuriatingly, infuriatingly yeah. yes. jerkish. And he also get, tries to get the Ghostbusters. He closes them down and releases all the ghosts. He's that guy, too. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since I've seen Ghostbusters. <sighs> wow. OK. Mm, Halloween. Uh, Halloween is coming up in however many days. A <laughs> couple hundred days. 300 something. Mm-hmm. Um, You're thinking of the the deputy chief. He was the principal in the Breakfast Club. And yeah, he was yeah, also yeah. a jerk. In he this was, movie. and he was an idiot. <laughs> yes, the deputy chief of the FBI was an yeah. absolute idiot in this yeah. movie. Ebert hated that character so much that he gave the movie a thumbs down. Wow. <laughs> well, the character—he's the most unbelievable character. Uh, like you're, can, you're looking at him and listening to him, and you're like, "How is he the leader of the FBI? He, well, he does not deserve that." He was though. the LA cops, but yes, okay. Um, his lines at the end, though, I think I told you, he gets good lines at the end of the movie. <laughs> like his last two lines are good. But, what were they again? I don't remember. Oh, he just, he, he, he says, he just, they're quips. They're like funny yeah. quips about like, well, I guess that guy's not getting up again or something after Hans falls out or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, he was an idiot. They don't really redeem, they redeem his character like, you know, three centimeters, maybe four tops. Not enough for a thumbs up from Ebert. No, no. He rescinded later, apparently. But yeah, <laughs> when it first came out, he did not. He was not a fan. Hmm. Hmm. Do you feel different after seeing this a third time? Did you see something different or experience the movie in a different way? Or did you, were you just like roller coaster ride awesome? Love it. Um, I had already like forgotten some things. So mm-hmm. I was still surprised at a couple. <laughs> not surprised, but That's like, hilarious. oh, I forgot that happened. Mm-hmm. Um. There were more things I noticed this time. I'm not tired of seeing it yet. I think I'll still want to watch it next year. I don't know why you wouldn't want to watch it every year. <laughs> but what's up with the title? What, what does it mean? Uh, Die Hard? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's hard to kill. <laughs> it's that simple. That's like caveman talk. Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really it? Uh, I mean, there's... Uh, uh, 
Okay, so I was looking through stuff as we were chatting, and I can't, I couldn't find the specific one that I was thinking of. Like, I found a whole bunch of other, like, in Portuguese, it's skyscraper heist. In <laughs> in Finnish, it's um. Oh, hang on, I'll find the Finnish one. I want to hear the Finnish one. Let me. Anyway, the Die Hard in Finnish, it's literally translated only over my dead body. <laughs> that's that's the Finnish it's one. So different. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is it right here. It's the Serbian, Croatian, and Bosnian translation. And the title is. Uh, in English, die like a true man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I love all of those. Yeah. All of those could be titles of this movie in English. I, you know, the, the pirated VHS of the same la- in the same language, the title is Sell Your Skin at High Price. What? what? So real. Wow. Uh, so, no, it's, it's, it's literally just, you know, he's hard to kill. So that's that's high. Oh, yeah. I just remember the other very stupid man, mm-hmm. um, the coworker who was doing cocaine. Oh, and yes, <laughs> I totally. That guy is such a chauvinist, like eighties Wall Street cokehead jerk. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Complete with the suit, the big shoulders. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Did you get the joke when he went in to talk to Hans? I totally. I think I knew this was a joke and then I forgot about it this time. And then I read this, the trivia and I was like, oh yeah. He goes, he walks in and he's like, you know, first off, he totally improv line Hans booby. (laughs) (laughs) And Alan Rickman like didn't know he was going to say that because they're improv. so his confused look was him like literally being confused (laughs) that he's calling him booby. (laughs) But once he's like all cool and everything, he's like, hey, you got any coke? Oh, he was asking oh, for hilarious. cocaine. Wow, and then they they just didn't understand the reference. And gave him a Coca Cola. Wow, <laughs> that's really great. Uh, See, I had no idea. Third watching. Third watching. <laughs> oh, Norwegian title is Operation Skyscraper. <laughs> really hooked up, like yeah. taken with the, the fact that it <clears throat> happens in a skyscraper. I mean, it does really. Uh, the that's Spanish true. title is Crystal Jungle. <laughs> Ugh. Is that a reference to I, a skyscraper? In, I don't know. I it, like that. In Poland, it's the glass trap, which... <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of the glass onion, actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, it says the original title in English idiom is hard to translate correctly as it would sound like it is hard to kill him or he dies slowly. Well, isn't that kind of the point? It is hard to kill him? Yes. And he does die slowly. <laughs> uh, the you know Do you know what scene makes Bruce Willis like still cringy? When he watches it, he gets queasy. Pulling glass out of his feet yep. uh, over the sink. Yep. Yeah, that makes me queasy too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intense. Ugh. That uh, it definitely is the more cringeworthy part of the movie. Totally. Yeah, it's not gory. Yeah. Yeah, the deaths are actually the action is varied, and like mm-hmm. the deaths are not gory. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the Hungarian title. What is it? The Hungarian title is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Give your life expensive. <laughs> and the sequel is <laughs> your life is even more expensive. <laughs> and the third part is life is always expensive. 
I mean, they just went with this expensive oh, thing here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is so amazing. Oh, so great. <laughs> I, I I love it. So are you telling me there's a Die Hard 3? How many Die Hards do you think there are? I Two. I thought there were two. <laughs> <laughs> there's more than that? Yeah. Like how many? How many do you think? Oh, please. Just <laughs> tell me. How many? Uh, there's five. What? Yeah. Whoa. I bet you can't wait blown. to hear all the translations of those <laughs> titles. Those may, we may have to sprinkle those in because those are way past the 80s. But yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, man. Whew, wow. Only over my dead body. <laughs> Sorry. Die Hard. Uh, any more questions about the Die Hard name? <laughs> you good? Where can I get a job translating movie titles? Uh, it, it sounds like a really fun job, actually. Indeed. Uh, um, what do you think the worst part of the movie is now that you've seen it a couple times? The worst part? Mm-hmm. You mean like poorly? I don't like the part where the um, journalist, the reporter, <gasps> he goes to the the house yeah, the of kids. Um, yeah. John McClane's wife mm-hmm. and he gets the kids on camera and yeah. he's asking them questions. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I think we we figured out in the journey of the movie. Yeah. You can call her Miss McClane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to call her Gen- Holly Gennaro anymore. Or John McClane's wife. Well, but the, then it leads her to punch him at the end. Yes. And that I would I totally support. Which is totally a plot point in the next movie, if you recall correctly. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, it is. Um, so what message do you think this film has? <laughs> Wait, what is your like least favorite part? Least favorite part of the movie or for the, me? Not least favorite. What was your question? The the worst part. Oh, the worst part of the movie? Um uh, actually I can just thinking of bloopers that I read about in trivia and I really want to rewatch it again. Oh, okay. Uh, the scene where he's running through the broken glass. Yeah. He had like special feet prosthetics on. So his feet look really big in that scene. Oh. So I kind of want to watch for that next next year. <laughs> okay. And then the other one, this one's like a, a really, I, I really like this one. When the big bad guy, he like wraps the chain around his neck and like, you know, wheels him across the room and he's hanging in the air. You see Bruce Willis and over his shoulder, you see the actor who just got hit against the wall, just like sitting in the background. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, so when the guy, he's like um, wrapped, he's hung by the chain. Yes. Is that the same guy who comes out at the end? Yes. How does he get down? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's using his Ujjayi breath. He's <laughs> just like put his body into stasis. Does he have a strong pinky? A kung fu <laughs> Actually, pinky? <laughs> he has a kung fu pinky. Everything everywhere all the time. Um, he, okay, you actually hit upon my most like, are you kidding me moment of the movie? Yeah. And I completely get why they did it. I understand it. I arguably like it. It's slightly cheesy. They but did it for Carl. They did it for Carl. Yes. But anyway, like the fact that, A, they got that guy down from the chain. And I don't know if you noticed, but when he gets up, he like shuffles off a blanket. Like they must have put a blanket on him or something. And he has his machine gun in his hand still. Like they took his body off of the chain, brought him down, covered him in a blanket. <laughs> And he had his machine gun still. And then he shuffles off the blanket and he starts, he's going to shoot the McLeans, you know? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, who did that? That person's getting fired. <laughs> like, come on now. Hmm. Yeah. I just get, wow. I'm an, I, I can nerd out about this stuff, but certain things really make my nerd blood 
boil. And that one's like, I can suspend a lot of disbelief, you know, but yeah. You're not going to leave the gun. I can't. On the man you just took down. Come on. You're just not. No, no. The person whose job it is to like clear bodies off of the site or the paramedics who brought him down. If there was a blanket on him, maybe the paramedics were like, he's still alive. Let's bring him down. Better keep that gun there. You don't want to move it. Because he might puncture something. You got to keep him stabilized. Keep that gun in his hand. Wait, so are you telling me that he was on a paramedic thing when he stands up? All I'm Is saying- Is that like vision? You can see, you see that? I remember, from what I recall, you look and you just hear commotion. Yeah. And you see him get up and I swear he had like a blanket or something because he shifts it off and he it falls does. down. And then he raises his gun. Huh. Okay. So, More things to look for next year. Next year, we got to have a list. <laughs> Uh, don't think you're getting out of it. What's the message of this movie? Um, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. <laughs> Got any Coke? Uh, I don't drink Coke. That's a good one. That's true. You don't. Um, recovering Coke. You're a recovering Diet Coke addict, actually, yes. <laughs> Marriage takes work. Marriage does take work. <laughs> Is that another message? <laughs> uh, I think the message of this movie is sometimes people die hard. <laughs> In crystal palaces. menageries, palaces, <laughs> castles. Okay. If you um, if you had to be missing an article of clothing during a heist or a terrorist, uh, you know, attack, what would it be? Yeah. Um, it has to be an inconvenient one. Yeah. Can't just say it, my coat. Yeah, I I would I would be okay with going barefoot. Barefoot? Yeah. Wow. I was really hoping you'd say glasses, because I think you in a movie without your glasses, an action movie, would be hilarious. Oh, my god! Because you couldn't see. It would be wonderful. I wouldn't know, like, <clears throat> who was an enemy. Like, you're just a blur. Yeah. Call yeah. out if you're good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love... I Are would... you good or bad? <laughs> Are you the enemy? Um, um. Yeah, the fact that he's barefoot in this movie, it's such a strange, like handicap that's given to him it but really it really is. works it, it really does yeah yeah i would i would rather go barefoot okay yeah uh mine would be i wouldn't have my phone on me oh no <laughs> and you would just see me phantom slapping my leg all the time during the movie <laughs> trying to find my phone <laughs> uh did you hear that i heard a notification nick you don't have your phone on. what what i'm itchy i'm itchy what's going on Oh, okay. Any uh, any parting thoughts before we? This is a great movie. Everyone should watch it for Christmas. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wild goose chase over here at Nakatomi Plaza. Everything here is okay. Over. But nobody has no place to go. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Welcome to the party, pal. Ah! Uh, Bobby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> <laughs>